Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Nonley Podcast, which has been recorded on Easter Monday because Matt was on his way home from Ebbsfleet, so we thought it would be convenient to swing by our usual spot in the uh, beer garden at Weatherspoons in Faversham for us to record the podcast. It's a little bit wetter than we were anticipating. Um, I have just got absolutely drenched down at Folkestone, we were talking about that game later on in the podcast. Um, but first of all, Matt's been to Ebbsfleet and, and I, I'd imagine that you've got the hump, but how are you apart from that? Happy Easter, happy Easter. Um... Dover got what they want from the game, absolutely nothing, and absolutely deserved to win. So it's frustrating, disappointing from a Dover point of view because, as I mentioned, five minutes ago against Eastleigh, we were in a very good position, but the last week's been an absolute disaster for us. So with five games to go, we probably need to win four out of those five now um, because the Tramway game was off. But I'm not as frustrated as I was against Eastleigh because we don't deserve absolutely nothing from it. So... Fair play to Ebsley. Can Ebsley get in the playoffs? I still think they probably can. Um, they're playing it very much down, as you'll hear from Darren McMahon, but no reason why not. It's just frustrating that Dover getting so close and one step forward, two step back recently. and They go from there, but you know, what can we say? And as long as they're not going to get relegated at this stage, that's the only positive I can say on it. I think the thing was, obviously, I was uh, I got a late call to do some stuff for Radio Kent today, and I, I had obviously had it on the fader when I was waiting to talk to you. And you said, you know, Dover don't deserve anything out of this game after after the winning goal. And, and I guess the biggest frustration is that that winning goal came so late. And I understand there was a bit of controversy over the free kick. Yeah, it's the referee, he had a difficult game. It's one of those free kicks that wouldn't have, he was, wasn't given in the first half of the game. Dover got a penalty probably was a penalty but Gadafuco made the most of it because it, he's driving into the penalty area player goes down and every player would go down in that situation maybe the referee thought right I'll give this free kick but again two terrible goals to concede from Dover crosses into the box back post and the blokes put the ball in the net so Dover going forward aren't looking particularly exciting uh, the set pieces are poor um, they're not creating any chances Marsh Brown only came off the bench today. If they've got any chance, they're going to have to play him, even though Chris Kinnear clearly doesn't trust him in, in for over 90 minutes. Uh, and they're conceding poor goals again. So, should I be disappointed? Because, you know, you always look back, start of the season, they had two players, etc. like that. If you'd offered me we're seventh place Easter Monday, we've just lost, back in August, they'd probably take it. But now, been top of the league, have they thrown it away? Arguably, are they going to get in the playoffs? At the moment, I'd say no, and where to go we go in the summer? That's a question we'll probably ask later on in the season, later on near the end of the uh, uh, this season's podcast. But but going back to Epsley, I mean, I'm not talking about Epsley. I thought they played some good football. Dean Rance was absolutely brilliant, fantastic. Won every ball, dominated the midfield. Um, they looked pretty solid defensively. Ashmore, good goalkeeper, knocked the ball around well, and they got their deserves. I think they're top of the form table. I think 17 points out of 21, coming into it at the right time. Man said about it oh they'll be top happy top 10 I think it could be in their own hands they've got to play Maxwell and Wrexham the next two home games they get six points out of that particularly Wrexham lost today brings Wrexham out of it and the other games they've got to Barrow and places like that but they'll be playing games two games they play in 37 days which is crazy isn't it at this time of year but I think they've got a chance they've you know again it could all change in the next few weeks but the form side looking solid Epsley could go ahead of Dover and at the moment I'd say if a Kent side's going to get in the playoffs it could be Bromley or Epsley rather than Dover 
Well, I'll tell you what, then, we've, we've talked about Ebb Street a little bit there, so let's hear from, first of all, manager Darren McMahon and then striker Danny Kedwell. The highs and lows of football in the 90 seconds there, isn't it? Yeah. And that was unbelievable, yeah. I think, uh, I just said I thought we'd... I thought the penalty was harsh to be honest I thought he, he might have gone a little bit easy but in this day and age it's part of the game that happens he, he's earned the penalty for him the lad um, and I thought it was unjust in the sense of we, I felt we had a better team today um, and we got the goal and what we deserved yeah, that, Does that completely change your season mentality now because if, if you'd have drawn you may not in the playoffs but now arguably it's in your own hands to go ahead of Dover and Dover in 7th place We've got tough games we'll take one at a time to be fair we've got a, a very very difficult running um, probably the most difficult out of all the teams in the top 10 to be fair We've got a lot of travelling to do, etc. And we'll just take each game as it comes, one at a time. If we can get into the top ten, I said, for our fourth season back in this league, it would be a great achievement. Um, and we'll see what happens. How difficult would it be? I think you worked out your two games in 37 days or something ridiculous. You expect that maybe in January, February, but not into March and April. How difficult has it been you to manage the players, the training, etc. like that? It's tough. It is tough because sometimes you can't train and you've got a smaller area to train on because of the weather. Um, I think it's something probably the league needs to look at, if I'm being honest. We've asked to move two games this season, bring them forward when we not get knocked out of the FA Trophy and we declined twice. And both of them games were called off, so I just think it's something that we could have played already. But it is what it is. Did the league have to make that decision to change yeah. games? Both, both teams had agreed to the games being moved, but the league didn't, um, which, which, is, which is fine. Um, but I just think it's something that you got to look at sometimes. That, um, if we can move games forward as clubs, I think we all want to play every Saturday. Um, but no, it is what it is. Again, overall, Macclesfield and Wrexham coming up. Sides above you in the league. Home games. Home form has been good of late. You know, what do you expect from them? No, home form's been excellent. I think we're sort of fourth in the division. We've got fourth best home form in the league. Um, I expect two tough games. Two teams that are one one looking to win the title and, and a very good footballing team. Wrexham slightly different. Don't concede many goals. Very tight. Very compact. Um, we'll deal with Macclesfield for us. You know, we'll, we'll get ready for them Tuesday, Friday. Um, and we're looking forward to the game. We've got, like I said, we've got no pressure on us at all on them, and we look forward to the game. No pressure on you for the playoffs as well. You know, you've got a chance now to get into the playoffs, but no, you no. take each game as it comes at this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got, you know, our last week of the season, we go to Gated, we play Sutton Saturday, Gated away Tuesday, Tokyo away Saturday. They're not yeah. easy games, and we've got 17 players. We haven't got any more players. Um, it's difficult, so it's hard for me to say, yeah, look too far ahead. Another two injuries, and we're, we we ain't got enough to fill the bench. Um, so you know we're just taking it as it comes and we'll get ready for Macclesfield Saturday when you go to bed tonight you'll be thinking that, 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 you know highs and lows of football that's why you love it isn't it so much no listen I've, I've been on the end of, of defeat and, and a few victories as well in the last minute or an injury time and not quite like that where it's, where it's gone two goals in the last minute or so but it's a great feeling and hopefully everyone enjoyed the game today it's a massive three points for today isn't it yeah um, it's, we dug in there um, I think them to come away with a point uh, would have been a bad day really like we've absolutely done brilliant today I thought I thought we've uh, we dominated the game especially first half um, we got our goal and then um, obviously to get that penalty at the end it was just devastating and uh, to get that goal right at the end 90th minute from Dukesy, uh just makes it even better doesn't it when you score right at the end and go and win the game that's why you love football so much the lows of one minute and the highs of the next you can see by the celebration of the Ebbsfleet players what that meant to you because I think personally you deserve to win the game Dover got out of jail I think about it but you showed a good character again to get that, that winner yeah and that's what we've had in a lot since Christmas time we've had that uh, desire to go and win games um, I think where before we've let games go um, by stupid mistakes um, and then after Christmas we've been things of like this have happened and we've come back and won games and that, that obviously if you do that you're going to have a good season
you know, again, a draw probably may have pushed you out of the playoffs. That goal now puts you in your own hands. You can go ahead of Dover with, you get, with if you win your games in hand now. Do you think the playoffs are in, you, in your sights? Yeah, listen, we just got to keep going as we are. Um, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, go game by game and uh, see where it takes the end of the season. Like I say, we're in a, we're on a good run. Um, so we just got to keep this one going and hopefully if we do make it, we'll uh, be going in there on a, on a high. Next two games at home as well. How big could the fans be in these next two games for you? Yeah, they'd be massive. They're, they're, they're great, to be fair, as well. Um, they, they always stick behind us. Um, so, to be honest, it's, they deserve um, to be in, uh, to get a good day out and hopefully uh, we can do it for them and uh, get, go up. Personally, you haven't played many games in March, so uh, how you, how's your body feeling? I don't want to be rude, you're getting on a bit these days, but playing 90 minutes every week, how are you feeling this season about it? Yeah, um, it's... it's I think, like you say, it's the uh, the highs of the game and things that gets you through it. And I'm really enjoying my football in a minute. Um, and my body's still going. I don't know how, but it's still <laughs> going. Um, like I say, just playing every week. Obviously, I'm getting fitter and fitter. Um, I think when you don't play, that's when you struggle a bit. And I'm playing every week. So has it been a struggle with you not playing many games in March? You know, you expecting playing cooled off, cooled off. Is that you know just to work harder in training? That sort yeah, of way? definitely. And um, like I say, I've not. I've not missed one one training session this year. Um, I've trained every single session, um, so I've got to make sure I look after my body more now. Um, now I'm older than I did, obviously five six years ago. Um, Matt, I'm not going to lie to you. I've not heard either of those interviews, um, but I'm sure that Danny Kidwell spoke very well because he's a you know he, know, he knows the game. He's yep. been around a while, and, and he said to me, Darren McMahon said some interesting things. Yeah, he, he's playing them the chances down, saying that the top ten will be a fantastic achievement for him, and he knows they've got some tough games, but. The pressure's all on Macclesfield. The pressure's all on Wrexham when they come to Ebsley on at the next two games. So there's no reason why not. And the celebrations at the final whistle, that's, that's what you love about football. You know, I, I was pumping the air with 90 seconds and I'm there on my knees 90 seconds later. But and that's what dream of about football is. And, it, it, you know, that's what it's a drug, as he mentioned in one of his interviews as well. It's a drug. And he got that higher, that drug of the result. So why not? And Kebwell, I've been critical of Dover's attack line. Kebwell have a look at that performance comes deep he's strong doesn't get muscled off the ball you know Manny Parry who was up against got taken off at one stage in the game as well but yeah Kedwell from an Epstein point of view I think they had a disappointing February, January, February didn't they so they were down but now they're on a, on a high and watch out for them I think um, Talking of Ebbsfleet, obviously the first time you would have seen the new stand at Stonebridge Road, I guess you were sat in it. What, what's, what's, what are the facilities looking like? Um, some of the regulars there are not impressed with the facilities they have um, because they don't think they're particularly made for, for football. One of the things I would say is that it's a nice stand, but it's not high enough for me. You know, you look at Maidstone's new stand, which is a perfect stand with you know, the, the angle you've got of watching football. You don't, you, you're quite low down. It's very similar to Dartford Stand as well. I think the same company that made the stand at Dartford, the same one at Ebsley. So there has been a little bit of... The fans aren't particularly happy with it, but that ground is going to be transformed. That probably won't be the main stand when they do it. They've got the one on the opposite in the hotel. So it's a new facility, and it probably... It's better than what it was before, but um, some of them are not particularly happy with it. Going back to uh, to your boys then, I, as I say, I only heard the snippets when I was waiting to be put through. Um, but it seemed like a typical Matt Gerrard thing, because I heard Charles Webster say, is Ryan Bird even playing? And then there was a substitution when I was waiting to come across at one point, and um, I heard you just say, well, they might as well take Aziz off, because he's a willing partner, but he's not going to score. Um, I mean, d- d- So the, the problems are for Dover are sticking the ball in the back of the net, aren't they? 
I would say there's no creativity in the side at the moment. Um, Aziz, willing runner. He's, honestly, there is no goal in this striker. Absolutely no goal, I can see from there. And you can see he's got, he's got no confidence. You know, hold the ball up. But inside the penalty area, there's, there's a real lack of confidence. Bird, you've got, to, you've got to feed him. And if you don't feed him, he doesn't do anything from that. You had Brundle and Bellamy. Brundle did hit the crossbar when he comes forward. But they're very... They're two holding midfielders. There's no runner that, that absolutely have got players in abundance the, the way they played. So, yeah. And, you, and you're on the basis now, you're looking at the goals they conceded. Four in the last two. Terrible goals to concede. And it means it puts pressure on the um, attackers to do... Pressure on the defence to keep a clean sheet if you're going to win the games. Normally at this time, when Kinnear is under a bit, he's going to get some stick from the fans because of this, because he doesn't play Marsh Brown. That's... Normally, this is where it kicks in and Dover will win the next three. And then, podcasting two weeks, I'm jumping up and down saying, what do I know? But they Torquay at home on Saturday. Torquay have turned it around. They ruined Dover's playoff chances last season when they came to Crabble and won. So it's going to be tough. So, but it's just getting that consistency. And Dover, since November, probably, I don't know, the, the, the lack of the, the results, probably what do you won six games out of 20 something like that and when you think they were top in November that they could do well it's just gone downhill a little bit really but they are where they were a bit they are where they should be they're not going to the main you've got Maxfield nobody expected them they've, they've got that consistency and gone through and Dover just haven't been consistent enough yeah I think you nailed it on Radio Kemp because you did say you know at the start of the season where Dover were you would never have believed that they'd overachieved but then when you look at where they were in November, they've underachieved in the, in the last. Few Absolutely, I, um, and that will be big decisions for the club in the summer. What they're going to do? Um, Chris Kinnear hasn't got a contract. What they decide from that? You know, he's like Marmite for some of the supporters. And so, so what are Dover's expectations? They've got a very chairman who's very, um, you know, wants to go through the leagues, and they'll have to make a decision. And it could be in three weeks' time we could be going to Wembley. But at the moment, when you look, read it, listening to this on a cold wet April in day in um, in Easter it's not going to happen and but it's just it's just frustrating that's, but uh, yeah that's football uh, they haven't got a divine right to get promoted out of this list in order to get in the playoffs but they'll look maybe look back and say this was the season they had the chance to do it uh, moving on then um, Charles Webster I heard him say we could have all three we could have three Kent teams in the playoffs I think that's a bit far-fetched however Bromley have gone on the telly today and they've won 3-0 at Sutton that's fantastic isn't it I think and even more I think it was impressive 1-0 down against Wrexham down to 10 men and they got a point against them and apparently they should have gone and won that game so I think Neil Smith has done a fantastic you know you always in the back of my mind is I've got to Wembley uh, you know get the bunting out we don't need to wait until the end of the season so but that is a a fantastic result against Sutton and Sutton are a good side maybe they've their wheels have come off a little bit but they've gone there 3-0 done and dusted fantastic result with the games in hand they've got it maybe they, they can get into it again the confidence is high from that the results gone for Dover the last couple of weeks or the last two games it just brings them back into it they've got a chance and of course two games for Bromley this week including on Saturday they're at home to Gateshead um, so obviously they, they, they know a lot about each other there. There. they're at Chester on Tuesday night um, 
Chester so, are dead, so you thought so. Um... Oh, and Chester have already announced that they're getting rid of their manager, yeah, haven't they, for for next season? But you know, I, th- I think Bromley have uh, got a real chance. I, I don't know why. I've just got this feeling. But I heard Neil Smith on on uh, Radio Kent on the way home as well. And he said, you know, I'm giving the boys a couple of days off now, you know, because they have been in, on a slog, you yeah. know, they've been up to spending more 84 times. They eventually played that game at Darlington, where I was at the weekend, by the way, it's very nice up there. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to get a bit of a break and they need that little break, don't they? Just just to, just to give them that little push. Yeah, I think the running is not too bad for them, I think, really. So, a lot of home games. Yeah, and, that, and they can make that to their advantage as well um, from that. I didn't think they would get into the playoffs, but I'm thinking now, Hanlon, good player. A lot of clubs were after Hanlon. Um, he was there before. Neil Smith knew about him, scoring goals, keep players fit. And as long as that Wembley doesn't get in the back of their mind, um, I think that's twice. <laughs> and I think maybe it's a good thing that they're playing a lot of games as well in this period coming up. Because they've got a lot of games. If they were playing once Saturday, 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 he's always in the back of your mind. We've got Wembley coming up, but they've probably got nothing. Right, focus on the next league game. Focus, focus on that. Maybe Wembley will be in the back of the mind. I think they've sold that five thousand tickets as well, haven't they? More than five thousand, I think, already. And, and you know, that's going to be a great day. So double header as well. You've got the Vars final first. I think it's four fifteen kickoff. Um, the the trophy final, and but I think there's a lot of football to be played for Bromley. They could be there twice in <laughs> twice in a week. What an achievement that would be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a result against Sutton. Probably gives Macclesfield the league, I think, now as well. Um, so, yeah, great, fantastic result. I'll probably go and watch that back at home. I expect the uh, highlights from that. But, uh, but Neil Smith, as we say every week, probably the nicest man in football. So, um, delight for him. Exactly. Uh, Maidstone, a bit of a disappointing weekend for them. They lost 2-1 at Dagenham today. 2-1 at home to Hartlepool on Friday and it leaves them looking pretty perilous. Matt's now looking up the league table on his iPad as we speak, but it leaves them in a pretty perilous situation. And again, I heard Jay Saunders after the game um, saying, you know, we've lost Piggott's goals, we've lost Hines' goals, they were always going to be difficult to replace. But ultimately, Mason have been on a stinking run of form. They haven't been putting the results together and they are very, very much looking over their shoulders now. Yeah, I think they're away from them. They haven't won the one in Torquay. They picked up the points at home, didn't they? They beat Torquay, Sutton uh, and drew with Macclesfield. But away from them, it's been disappointing. So where are the Maidstone now? The game, the that game, game, they've got a game against Solo Hole soon. Yeah, that, which is a big game. Woking are on the bit of a slide. You think Barrow have got uh, eight games to play this month. So Barrow from that. Maidstone's remaining fixtures. We'll have a look in there. They've got five games to go. Geisley... They won today at Hartlepool, and Hartlepool have been on a beat Maystone the other day. You've got to, you've got to think the next two are absolutely crucial. <laughs> Both on the road. Geisley away, Solihull away, then Fylde. They can do the Kent side to favour in there, and finish with Chester and Halifax. So, yeah, it's just three defeats on the spin now from, from after they went on those three games unbeaten. But can they get out of it? I think they may be hoping that teams like Woking are worse than Maystone at this current stage, but. That Solihull game, Geisley, I don't think, I think Geisley are probably going down. So it's the Solihull game, they probably can't, it's a game they don't want to lose from that. Geisley are near enough down from that. It's the Solihull, if they lose at home to Solihull, lose away at Solihull, that will be a little bit of a concern for them, I think. It's a six pointer that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solihull got a game in hand, they beat Maidstone, they would go ahead of them on that. So at the moment, you're thinking it's, 
I think Barrow probably got enough games to get out of it. There's four. Well, Halifax are now back in trouble as well down the bottom of the league. So, and maybe Torquay, who played Dover on Saturday, maybe think they can get out of it. That would be the great escape if Torquay get out of it. But yeah, to be honest, Saturn York they've brought in as a striker in this season. Never a goal scorer in my opinion. Greg Lure they got from a Hull on loan. Um, scored goals non-league level. Didn't really do it in the league. Had a couple of loan spells. I don't think he scored that many. So, and it's hard to come in at this point of the season, isn't it? We, you know, when you've got ten or so games left, it's hard to come in and hit the ground running and score goals for a striker. Yeah, because they're always under pressure now. Because Maidstone need to score goals to win games, so they can't keep clean sheets. So, it's a, Lafayette will be big for them as well um, in those games because he, 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 he maybe have he's got a good record. I think he's got three and seven or something. So, keep yeah. It's, it's just a disappointing run from, from Maidstone. In your opinion, are they going down, John? I think they've got enough. I, 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 I'm looking at the league table here and I'm, I'm doubting myself. I'm, they're going to need to get some points. But I just think Maidstone are, are, are good enough. And, you know, they are 18th in the table. You know, there's teams between them and there. Yeah, Barrow have got three games in hand on them. But they've got eight games to play in a short space of time. And... I just think that Maidstone will get a result from somewhere. I don't know where it will be. This time, when we record the show next week, we may be looking at it saying, well, they're in all sorts of trouble. And I think Jason wants points from these games. He knows these two games are the big games. But I, I, I think they should have enough. And, and I'm, I'm pretty confident that Maidstone will stay up. Looking at this, I think if you're going to stay up, you're going to get more than the magic. The magical 50 is that, with, you know, you get 50 points, you bring out the balance. Does that bring everybody else into it then? You're looking up to 14th, hasn't got, hasn't got 50 points yet. So does that mean, you know, anyone can go on a bad run? Gateshead have had the blow of not getting to Wembley. That would yeah. have been in their minds. Yeah, they've got eight games to play as well. But, you know, it, it can just get into your head. And, you know, if you go on a bad run, I, I remember a famous story from I think it was the 97-98 season when York City spent seven minutes in the relegation zone yeah. those seven minutes were the final seven yeah. minutes of the entire yeah. season and they were relegated and to be honest they've never really become bounced back from that that was relegated from what's now League One you know and there's there's no reason there you know there's going to be teams there that are going to have a bad run your Maidenheads your, your Halifaxes you know even Hartlepool I know they've, they've picked up a little bit they've won at Maidstone but no one's safe there, and I just think Maidstone will get something from somewhere. You know, they pack people into the Gallagher. I think it was the biggest attendance in non-league on Friday when they played Hartlepool. You know, they'll pack those people in as long as those fans can stick with them and stay behind them. You know, they've got a manager who's very passionate about the club. They've got owners who are passionate about the club. They've got players who've been there for a long time. We don't want to see that club go down, and I think they'll get a result from somewhere. I think you need 52 points to stay up, so they need six points from the remaining five games to get 52. Um, I think it's going to. I think York were relegated last season on 50 on goal difference. So, um, yeah, it's going to be. It's interesting. But now the games are really coming thick and fast because everybody's rearranging games all over the show because of the weather. Exactly. Well, we'll move on to the the division that Maidstone don't want to be in next season then. The National League South, where the title race has taken a massive twist today. And Dartford won't even play in. Dartford's game at East Stark was called off. Haven't and Waterlooville went to lowly Whitehawk and only got a point. So now, all of a sudden, all the time, it was having a Waterlooville, had the games in hand on Dartford. Now, Dartford are three points behind, and now they've got a game in hand. The goal difference is one. If they win that game in hand, continue that form, then Dartford, all of a sudden, three, three weeks ago, it was all doom and gloom about Dartford, and now they're looking at it thinking, this is ours to lose. Amazing. Since that, I went to see them, and they've had two last-minute winners, and Tony Berman... He, 
he's been pretty critical of the players and expectations on the club. He seems to have turned it around. I didn't know, realise that haven't didn't get a result against Whitehall, which is I think that's three, the day that that's the day you look back and say we lost the title there. Yeah, I think from Dartford's point of view, they've got a couple of trips now. They've got to go to Gloucester on a midweek. I know that, and the game against East Thurrock they've got to go. But again, they've got some big games coming up, but it's back into their own hands now. Western, Western Supermare at home on Saturday, you know, that's, that's the sort of... Go- uh, Western Supermare are a funny team, but normally by this this stage of the season, they've probably given up. So, you know, they will be... A, 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 I think Dartford will win that game. And I mean, Saturday's game, we've got to look back at that one. You know, on Saturday, or Friday, sorry, against uh, Hampton and Richmond. Looked like it was heading for a draw. Absolute mud bath. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Brilliant picture, isn't it? But Jamie Coyle and, and the Welling management team were there watching this absolute mud bath. And then they go and win it right at the death. You and know, a great finish as well from Pavey. I've seen mm. the goal. He holds off his man and, and puts the ball in the corner. I was impressed with Pavey when I've seen him this season. Me, me too. I think he looks he looks the he looks the part. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure if if Dartford don't go up, then you know Maidstone should be sniffing around him. Well, there, he was a starter at Maidstone, didn't he? Well, I think exactly. he, went, he went to Mill. He's the kind of striker, yes, that Maidstone. One of their own, as they say, coming back. He's yeah. I think a lot of clubs may be interested. He's been at his loan spells at Aldershot and Bromley. Didn't really score in the National League, but he scored a goal. He's strong. Can finish with his head and his feet. So yes, a year of banging him in at National League South level. He's going to be so much. Re- he's going to be so ready for the National yeah. League next year. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. And of course, we see Welling United as well. Good result there. One all against Hampton today. I think we're down to ten men as well. I think the Wings. Yeah, they're doing really well. And Phil Pop was on the score sheet again for them. I mean, he's he's just scored goals for fun, hasn't he? Or since he came on loan, is that a late goal? You've 90th got there? minute, Brendan Kiernan, who's been around the house. I think he used to play for Bromley, so they'd be disappointed. In that. I think their disciplinary records quite, you know, Welling do like a red card. So well, they had that game, didn't they? Where we spoke to uh, to, uh, to Jack Parkinson afterwards yeah. when they ended with nine men and they yeah. won three two down at Haven, and that just kind of shows, you know, that they they do get stuck in there, and I guess that's going to be something that they will need to curb, especially if they're going to get in the playoffs, which, as I've said repeatedly, I think they're going to. Yeah, you know, but I think it's important that they don't be picking up suspensions for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, so is it 40, 42 in this? Is it? Yep. 42, so six games to go. It's amazing. Because if nobody's played in March, we were thinking, oh, they've only got... Everybody's got to fit so many games in in mm. April because well, of it, the March fixtures are really... And that's be interesting. Some teams will look back and think that they've lost the league because they didn't play. Because like when, when you hear Daryl McMahon earlier, he said, it's been difficult because they had two games in 37 days. The momentum... They did have. They were worried. It's gone. In certain clubs, it definitely has. I think. But Welling looking good. Have we got Welling? That- well, they've got a big game on Saturday. A, a big game that Dartford will be taking an interest in, oh. <laughs> as they're at home to Ham- uh, having at Waterlooville, and then they're also at home to Hemel Hempstead on Tuesday night. So those are two big, big games for Welling. I mean, that that game on Saturday in particular would be an absolute cracker, won't it? I think that will be. Um, Welling will want to do Dartford a favour, and again, because of the playoffs. Now we were discussing this. It's probably key. Is you've got to normally in the playoffs when you were in the top five, it didn't really matter where you were, second to fifth, because you're always going to get a home game anyway. I know you'd be. I'm not necessarily. It doesn't really matter if you play home or away. Second game, I, I wasn't like, but now it makes a difference because the higher you can finish in thing, you're guaranteed a home game. So you know if you finish fifth, you've got at least one home game to knock somebody out. 
and to get to the final. So my, I mean, my own personal opinion on this is that Welling are so good away from home, I don't think they'll care. Yeah. However, I look at the team who is fifth in that league table, and I think they'd care about that one, don't you? They don't want to go to Truro, do they? Would they be going? They would be going to Truro as well, wouldn't they? Fourth, three, no, it'd be fourth against seventh, so they'd so be going to Truro, well, which is not too bad. Yeah. Where they've won, but it could all pan out that Truro finish fourth, Welling finish seventh, or Welling go yeah. above Hemel Hempstead and finish sixth, and then you end up going to Truro for a playoff semi-final. Or playoff, whatever it's going to be. What we're going to call them? The quarterfinal. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. We can't be a semi-final now, can it? No, it can't be. Quarter, no, it is a quarterfinal. Quarter final. We're, 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 we're trademarking that. If that's yeah. the uh, yeah. from that, the I bet the National League have called it the knockout or something oh, like that. All right. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think about the. Uh, yeah, of course you don't want to go to Truro on a, a wet Tuesday. Look at this weather. It could be called off there. You'd be going. If it was Bromley, would go down. They'd definitely be called off. If they were going there. But yeah, I suppose that's a decent result against Hampton and Richmond. But they'd be kicking themselves last minute. I certainly will. Right, we'll move on then to uh, we'll keep just work our way through down down the leagues because that's what I've got written on my notepad. If you've ever seen anyone in the pub with a notepad, <laughs> that's me. Um, I have spent my afternoon down at Folkestone uh, where they played Margate and finished one-one. Very frustrating for Margate. Margate were, for my money, by far the better side that day. Um, they played very well, especially in the first half. They completely dominated. Um, Jay May missed an absolute sitter. If I hadn't been there, I wouldn't have believed it if someone had told me about it. Chidozi got down the right-hand side, uh, smacked the ball across the box, and I don't know how he's done it, May. He's about six inches out, and he's, he's obviously bobbled. But even when he miskicked it, you wouldn't thought it was possible to miss it. Um, by that time... Mar- they were on top in that time, so Margate, the goal... Yeah, very yeah. much so, very much so. Um, I mean, they're... Chidozi had been booked for diving when it looked to me like it was a penalty. Chidozi had also missed um, a, a close-range volley from a free kick, just gone past the post. And you kind of wondered if Margate might regret it, especially at the start of the second half when Folkson came out really strong um, at the start of the second half. And then Franny Collins scored a really, really, really good goal. It was, it was a court, they'd had a succession of corners, Margate. And I, I was kind of watching, but I was also on, on waiting to go onto the radio. And then I was actually doing my report when the second corner came across, swung, it sort of came deep and Collins was quite deep in the box and it just sat up beautifully for him and he volleyed it across into the fast stanchion superb goal really good finish and then you thought well Margate are going to get the points here um, there was no sort of reaction what minute did they score that in? Oh, I don't know it was about the 60th something no, right, like that so, yeah. um, and there was no sort of instant reaction from uh, from folks and, and, and I remember they, were, they came over to me and said oh yeah can you do us an update and I was on the phone and I, and I was getting ready to say well there's been no you know there's been no push from folks and while I'm on the phone, waiting to, to do, I think I was listening to you talking actually, um, a ball comes in, Mark, folks can get into the box, Kieran McCann gets in, in the box, has a shot, brilliant save by Lenny Pidgey, do, 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 low down to his left, comes back over to McCann, he's fired a shot from about four yards, Tom Winters got back onto the line, and he's put his hands up to sort of protect his face, and he's hit him on the arm. Um, I personally didn't think it was a penalty, um, but it's nothing he could do. It's one of those he, nothing he could do, um, you know. And then the referee sort of rubbed salt into the wounds by sending Winter off, which was incredibly harsh. Because I say I didn't think it was a penalty, and you know, what, what, it's the laws of the game, I suppose. But there was a, a lot of discussion. Um, I was talking to Charlotte at Margate, and we were sort of saying, you know, I thought the letter of the law now was that you know, in certain circumstances, yeah, yeah. a penalty is enough. Yeah. And you know, there was no way that you could say. Tom Winter deliberately handballed, handballed. You know, I mean, I know he's played in goal this yeah, season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Winter, but you know, it wasn't like it was a, a flying save across where he's tipped it over the bar. What he did was he just literally just—it was a natural reaction that you're going to make. Um, the penalty was stuck away by Yusuf. 
um, you know, and and Folkestone kind of went on. But after that, again, it was it was wasn't Folkestone, and it it was Margate who were dominating. They could have had a penalty again late on, and it was it was a really frustrating afternoon for Margate because I thought they played really well, but they just keep drawing. Is that their 5-1-1 on the draw? I think so. And I think it's 15 draws for the season now that they've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you're about to hear... They've lost seven games. Well, exactly. And as you're about to hear, I I spoke to Steve Watt and I spoke to Liam Friend as well. And um, I asked Steve Watt in this interview, which you're about to hear, what what are your thoughts on the fact that you've drawn more games than anyone else in the division? Understandably, he's frustrated. But his overall opinion on on this game, as you will hear now, is that he was very disappointed by the referee. Yeah, I think we should win. Um, I think the referee's cost us today, if I'm being honest. I think he got key, key decisions completely not to live wrong. Um, so I'm not talking about decisions he's given to folks, I'm talking decisions for us. Um, Sid Solis at the end, it's a, it's, a, it's a blatant penalty. He gives a free kick for the exact same thing, Sid does the fullback a minute later. So it tells me the referee is not at the bottle to give the right decision in, in that area of a game. Um, I said, so it tells me the referee, his, his game and maybe the magnitude of this game is a little bit, a little bit big for him. For me, there was four penalty decisions in the game, and I think he's got them all wrong. I think they could have had a, they could have had one, and and then you obviously could have had two as well. I think we should have had, well, we had three penalty decisions. Um, there's a handball in the first half for Jordan, um, where the centre half handles it, and he admits walking in. It's a penalty. And you've got Jordan's one down there where he's, he books him for diving, which he's actually been kicked by two players, and he books him for diving, and then you've got Sid's one. So I said, I've no, I've no, if you like problems with their penalty if it hits him in the heart I don't think it's deliberate I think it takes a deflection and hits him you know but the ref's seen it and give it and it, I, I can't understand why well he's, he's bottled a big decision at the end because it's, it's a clear it's a clear penalty Sid's he's, he's beat Colin Davis his goal side he's going into the 18 yard box he's in the 18 yard box Colin just brings him down it's a penalty uh, and it, we should in I think I think a stronger referee would have given it and then we would have got three points which I thought we deserved Generally, you're still in the last playoff place. Um, five games left. I guess all you can do is, is try and win them all. That's all we can do. I said it's uh, as of late. Decisions hasn't gone our way of late. Um, at this point in the season, uh, we should have a lot more points than what we've got. Uh, that that goes without saying. We can't shy away from that. Um, but again, like today, I thought I thought we deserved all points. I thought I thought we were a better side. Um, folks in a very very good side and Cogs has had a fantastic season and it'll be my shout for manager of the year from my perspective I think he's done a fantastic job down here but I thought we came here today and we showed no fear and we attacked him and we caused him a lot of problems and I said we should go in at half time I think 2-0 up at least and um, as I said the second half I thought we carried on the same the same way up until the sending off obviously but it's just unfortunate I said we can all go and try and win the next game and that's what we'll do more draws than anyone else in the division. Is that something you're proud of or frustrated by? Frustrated by. Um, frustrated by. Look, there's some good points. Saturday was a good point, even though we went in front. But you, t- you play over an hour with 10 men and look at the effort the guys give today as well. Most of the boys played on Saturday with an hour with 10 men and they came down here and we didn't look like we were a team tired at all from, from, a, from a game on a Saturday. Um, but there's a, we've, we've conceded too many late goals this season. That, that's we, we can't deny that fact. And we should have, in my opinion at least, as I said, about nine games. So you look at another 16, 14 points anyway we should have from winning positions we've been in, So which is puts us up in about challenging for the league. So, but look, this is how season's panned out. We've got to remember what the club was like a year ago and to, to try and turn it round from what it was to to a mass success, if you like, is a very, very difficult thing to do. So we've obviously got to manage expectation uh, and, and we manage stabilisation, if you like, and 
this whole team's been put together. You know, it's been it's, the team's been thrown together. It's not a team like folks in that a lot of the players have been here for a while and they know each other and they know cogs in the system. We've been put together over a, over the summer with a manager that's never managed before. So players are getting used to what I want to do. Obviously, players getting used to each other's games and, and we are a work in progress. But I feel for the players. I must say, I do feel for the players because what they've given us season and and um, what they've given us football club each game week in week out. I think they deserve to be right up there in the mix. And um, here's, here's hoping come end end of the month we are. So Steve, what there? You know, you, you could sense his frustration, but there's, there's there's still a little bit of belief. And he made a really good point there about how you know this is a new team that's been put together with a bloke who's never managed before, and they're fifth in the league. You know, they've got nothing to be moaning about per se. It's still sort of in their hands because they've got to go to Stain, who are the nearest team to them. You know, they've still got to play Billericay, they've still got to play Dulwich, so they've got a tough old run in. But he also said there that. You know, teams will fear Margate because apart from losing at home to Folkestone on the on New Year's Day, none of the other teams around them have beaten them. So if they've gone into the playoffs and they've because they will have kept that record if they've not lost to Staines, they've not lost to Dulles, they've not lost to Billericay because they're going to need to do that to get yeah. into the playoffs. But they they will have absolutely nothing to fear, will they? Yeah, you can't, the old age. They've drawn one fifteen, drawn nine. Uh, sorry, one nineteen and drawn fifteen. So they have drawn a lot more games than you in the division, but they're difficult to beat. And maybe, you know, that mentality of conceding late goals is going to right. They're going to work on this. We're going to not make sure you dig in a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper from that. At the moment, would you say, John, that folks are going to get in the playoffs? I would, um, and we'll, we'll we'll move on to folks in a minute because before that, Sorry. I do actually want to put in uh, the interview that I have with Liam Friend, who is a a legend down at Folkestone. To be honest, um, he played more than four hundred games for them, uh, helped them. Into this, into this level and last time we made the decision to move to Margate and um, I caught up with him after that game and there was a penalty incident which I again I thought was a penalty I thought he had hold of Yusuf in the box but as you'll hear from Liam Friend now he didn't quite think that way So how was it being an opposing player here? Very strange um, I think I've only been back once since I left I come to watch a game a few weeks ago but yes uh, it, was a, it was a funny thing just warming up at the other end of the pitch and being in the wrong changing room I joked that I went in the only other one before the game, but yeah, it was strange. But it's been a it's been a while now. I think if it was in August or something like that, it might have been even stranger. But yeah, it was an interesting uh, interesting day. Obviously, you played a lot of games here. I suppose it was a tough decision to move on, was it? Yeah, it's, it's one of them. I suppose it's the longer you stay at somewhere, it's either a positive. You're always looking at it positively and negatively. You could say that been there a long time, so he's going to stay, or he's been there such a long time that he's going to leave. So um, yeah, it's just nice to you know to have a change. Not many people stay in the same job for 12, 13, 14 years do they so I'm, I was no different there that I just fancied a bit of a change and I'm enjoying it so both your old club and your new club right up there in the playoff mix which is it, which is really good and today I guess you're probably frustrated that that's finished one on yeah I think when we played them over Christmas they were definitely the better side deserved the win I think today we deserve the win I don't think without being too disrespectful that the referees helped us out um, I don't think that um, I think there was probably there was three or four penalty shouts which I'm not saying they were all penalties, but they certainly uh, a few of them were more than the more than 50-50s, and then they got one which again I thought was a 50-50, and it got given, which is frustrating and hard to take. But um, it's one of them, and you've got to deal with it and move on. I thought we after that we dealt dealt with the ten men really well, and uh, they kept them sort of minimum chances really. Even with ten, they pitch didn't have a great deal to do today. So. Could they have had another penalty when uh, Yusuf went through and there was a chap behind him? No, not at all. I was, it was me. Not, I don't, they, every time the ball went near the box, he wanted a foul. To, so I'm not really sure why he uh, 
I don't really like players like that, to be honest. But um, no, it was never. It was I was the one right there. He just jumped on the floor, to be honest. I was under control of the ball, waiting for my goalie to pick it up. So no, it's not a, not in a million years. So there was never a heart in mouth moment when he went down. No, there. not at all. I thought I was more thinking, what what are you doing, mate? Just try and score rather than throwing yourself to the ground. But hey ho. Um, ref didn't give that one but he, he gave the other one So, but then he stuck that one away well so fair play to him Five games left are you going to make the playoffs? I hope so I think we've got uh, we, with, obviously teams don't give you the points do they don't give you the game so we've got to try and uh, knuckle down we're in a, a good run but a bad run at the moment you can look at it two ways that we're unbeaten in so many but we haven't won in so many as well with, with all the draws but we need to make sure that we uh, get that win and turn the corner Still hear the drum behind, but the Margate fans are brilliant today, weren't they? Yeah, always are, making all the noise. I knew there'd be a few come over today, so that's always helped on the boys, especially last 10 when we was uh, tiring with 10 to go. And uh, just finally, he's just, he's just hoping that you can get the get the points that you need. I mean, you've got a tough run in, haven't you? But you've got every chance of, of doing it and getting the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I think the squad we've got, we should be getting in the playoffs. So we, we've set that standard and that's where we want to be. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do that after, after the next five games. Um, I suppose it must be interesting for Liam Friend, you know, playing 400 odd games, and that he said, you know, he's been back once to watch a game. But that's only the second time he's been back yeah. to to the club that he called home for so long. It's a break decision for him because Folkestone. He probably didn't think Folkestone were going to be the side they were this season. 400 games. He's, I think he made his debut at 17 or something ridiculous. Part and soul of that club. Made a decision to go to Margate. He probably doesn't regret that because he may be Steve Watt. You know, he learned a lot of Neil Cugley. He's probably learned a lot of um, Steve Watt. So, yeah, it must be it must be difficult. Maybe the, the fairest result was a draw for both sides from that. Maybe it won't help uh, Margate over the over the edge. But yeah, no, he's had a, he's another non-league stalwart over the years. I think he's only about 27, 28, so he's got a long way to go, and he can use that for for Margate from there. It's going to be tight there. I'm looking at that table again, I'm thinking Margate. We bigged up Margate, not losing it's like games. Stones games in hand, isn't it? Yeah, Stane's got three games in hand, three points behind Margate. Leaston have got a game in hand. Margate's goal very much similar goal difference around there. Margate got to play Stane's, as you say. Yeah, they've got to play Stane's, Dulwich and Bellewick in, in among their last five games. Yeah. So, my other concern is Tom Mills was sent off for the fr- Friday, whatever they played, Margate, that's what I think it was. Winters now, they're going to have a, suspensions are going to kick in. They've had injuries as well. You're really learning about your depth of your squad here for Margate uh, from these games. And now, Somehow they've got to stop the rot of draws. But somehow getting a result, so, hook by crook, get a result, get that monkey off your back, so to speak. Exactly, and we'll move on to Folkestone now. Um, they are still in dreamland, to be honest. You know, 77 points I've got now, is it, from, from 40 games, still in their hands. And I caught up with manager Neil Cugley, and he said that he reckons another, another win or two will just see them out. Bit disappointed with us, really. I think we was playing a good Margate side, very, very experienced. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of knowledge and, and um, experience in their team, and I think that showed today. I thought we was a bit, especially first half, looked a bit nervy and apprehensive, and we had to have a bit of a moment at half time. And to be fair, the players came out second half did better, but our first half performance was very nervy. I thought. Few penalty decisions at both ends. What, what did you make of, the, of the, the, the important one, which was one that was given? Uh, the one where, yeah, it was handball. He's handballed it, and I think they all know he's handballed it, so that's a penalty. The other one, another lad dived, I think. I'm, not, I'm sounding like Arsene Wenger now, and I've that's a. Yes, that's how you know you would do ask the players afterwards, and they said he did dive, and the people behind the goal said he dived. So that wasn't ours. I thought it was. I thought we handballed it, so it was going in. So yeah, I suppose you had to be sent off. 
a point nearer to the playoff places, I guess. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was said we got a really hard run in, we got Lyston next, then Staines, and you know, it just goes on and on. And we just got to get back to playing a bit better. We didn't play very well today, I've, I said there. We've, I felt we've looked a bit nervy and a bit of apprehension came into our game. When second half, we got a bit better, but we've got to, uh, got to improve how we play. Have you got a target in mind of how many more points you want? No, not really. I just want to, you know, first of all, get in the playoffs. I think another win, maybe two wins definitely will get you in the playoffs. And then, obviously, you want to get home in the playoffs. You want to, then you start getting greedy, don't you? But, yeah, I think we've got to win, win another game. I think Lyston's a massive game if we can beat them next week. Then after that, we've got Staines. So, couldn't have asked for two harder games. If we can pick up four points, I think that would get us in the playoffs. I suppose ultimately, if we've been standing here in August and I said to you, Easter Monday, we were talking about the playoffs, you'd never have believed it, would you? No, because once we looked at the fixtures, what we had in April, we thought, quite that difficult. I hope we're not down the bottom because that might drag us in. We might not do so well. But now everything's been great. The players have been superb. And that's all I said today. Just felt we just dropped our standards a little bit. But they, they've been, yeah, we've had a great spirit amongst the place. And, and it's been a great club to manage this year. So it's been enjoyable, especially after last year when it was right to the last game, last game of the season. We might have gone down. You obviously you've been manager a long time. Where would this rank in, in terms of achievement? Poor, very high. You know, it, it, because the players have come from lower standards. You know, I've had good sides here that are experienced and and that. But this this side has got a lot of endeavour. Works hard. Um, good bunch of lads. And I'm pleased. I've taken a lot of players out of lower standards, and they've come up and done a good job. Um, Neil Cugley, fantastic man. What a job he's done down at Folkestone, and. Uh, as you just heard him say there, it would be up there with the greatest achievements of his managerial career. For, for me, it, folks in Victor getting in the playoffs this season is the best thing he's done as a manager. I think absolutely. 77 points, particularly, you know, other sides in that division, as we've probably seen with Liam Friend, he's gone probably, he's getting more paid more than he was at Folkestone by going to market. That's one of the decisions he's probably made to do from that. Yes, interesting, Neil Cuddy thinks, he probably knows that everybody's probably got to play everybody around the top of the table and he knows they're decent at home they do get some penalties Mark. I'd love to know how many find out if anybody's a folks in Victor fan who listens to the show can you let us know how many penalties folks have had this season because they seem to every week they seem to get a penalty and maybe that shows the quality of the football because a bit like David last season they got penalty after penalty because they had pace so going forward from that point of view so I think um, he's done a really really good job um, Neil Cugley and anything can happen because you, you may think that goes into it Dulledge and Billericke are going to be looking at each other all the time um, from that point of view to see where they would go they could fight it out amongst themselves and maybe folks particularly when the playoffs can come through he's got n- <laughs> there you go Yusuf has got nine penalties on his own and I'm guessing he's not taken every single one yeah. um, that they've had but he's scored nine penalties himself so that just goes to show that they've had a lot of penalties I've seen him before when he was at Dagenham and other clubs Yusuf what's your view of him? do you know what? It was hard for him and Joe Taylor today because Margate defended brilliantly. They're two centre-halves and your man, Big George, is yeah. on loan from Dover. Yeah. What a talent he is. I, I was so impressed with him. He, you know, he, he, got, he was on everything. For, for me, he was the man of the match, Essiman, because as, I, I just couldn't see... You know, folks weren't able to breach him. You know, they've got a lot of good players, folks, and especially forward players. You know, they've got good wingers with pace. They've got two good strikers down the middle. You know, Joe Taylor, fantastic player. Yusuf, I mean, the guy's got 25 goals. Yeah, we're saying he scores a lot of penalties. He scored 16 from from open play. You know, really, really solid player. And but they were just 
kept out so we kept so quiet you know and I really hope from from a Dover point of view and I know we've all talked about them at length but I hope that Essendon can make the breakthrough and and, and go on because he looks like a player it's one of these players going back to Dover that Chris Kinnear brings players in and never plays them he got two I think he gave him an 18 month contract it'd be interesting he'd probably be out of contract in the summer and sometimes you realise that if you don't play from Chris Kinnear that's what you've forgotten about and that may be the one that Essendon could be a player I've heard good reviews about him um, only played like half an hour for Dover but they they liked him and something would they um, go from there but it, I think a lot of Kent sides may be sniffing around him come the end of the season Indeed and, and folks you know they've got Leiston on uh, on Saturday is, is their next game then I think they've got a game on Tuesday as well um, but my writing's not really good no they haven't got a game next Tuesday actually there, so they've just got Leeson at home on Saturday is that um, up well that could, so could be that, that could kill off Leeson's hope so Margate will be no doubt hoping that folks can get a win in that one yeah I love this time of the season you're looking, you're looking at teams when they playing who they've got if they lose that we're in but so I used to love it because when I worked at the Press Association many years ago it was my job to do the uh one a job I took on myself to do the promotion permutations and the relegations. So on a Friday, I'd be like sitting there and I'd like write down, well, if they lose and they win, this that they will be down, or if they win, oh, you know, I, I, I do enjoy doing those things. But what's been fascinating about this season? I mean, what a season we picked to do is everything's so tight. Mm. You know, it, it, it is incredible. And, and I mean, we'll talk about Tommy James very quickly. And there's no football to talk about. Um, Nathan Elder was. Joined you, I believe. At he, he was Road. at the game, yeah, today. Yeah. But uh, no games for Angels. Their game, uh, the home game with Harlow was called off on on Friday, and then uh, Monday their, their game at Billericay was called off. There were some some issues about that because Billericay wanted to move the game to one o'clock and play at Averley on Monday, right. uh, which uh, Steve McKim said or Tommy Angel said, no, we can't because we've got people who are working in the morning. Yep. Um, there were some very some people on some people on social media certainly saying oh this is pathetic why can't they play um, but you know a lot of people were responding saying well we haven't all got full time players on X grand a week yeah. like Billericay um, that game is due to be played on Tuesday night now they will be played I suppose because the 3G yeah they've moved it to Waverley haven't they so yeah. um, and then after that we already mentioned Folkestone against Leeds on Saturday Margate against Harlow um, Angels go to Tootenham Mitchum on Saturday and then Dulwich Hamlet which I think is still Tooting and Mitchum, isn't it? <laughs> on uh, on Tuesday, uh, before Margate host Kingstonian as well on Tuesday. So, again, an, an, another big week, and you know, move on to the Bostick South very quickly. I, I'll, let, I'll give Matt about two seconds to find the league table while he's doing that. But uh, big game there was Cray against Greenwich Borough, which finished two-two. Uh, Cray, both of their goals were penalty kicks, yeah. including one right at the end from Michael Power to earn them a point. Um, but the team we've got to talk about in that division, the Hythe. Uh, so all they've got result there the weekend they beat Lewis 2-0 and, beat, and they beat Herne Bay 2-1 today they're just four points outside the playoffs now um, I mean there was a lot of people had a lot to say about uh, Clive Cook being replaced by Sam Denley but the results are speaking for themselves and you know if Hythe don't manage to do anything this season there's no reason why next season they won't be among the title favourites is there there isn't the my eye press has just crashed so that's when it's Get excited! It gets excited when this runs up the uh, Ryman League table. But I saw they had a good. You don't, you don't get this sort of jeopardy on <laughs> on, a, on a normal Wednesday lunchtime unless someone drives into my car. Exactly. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I saw they had got result against Lewis on Saturday. Expecting probably to beat Herne Bay. Uh, Joe, uh, Denley had the, you know, he knows all about that. That's a fantastic result for them. They are the informed side in that division. Cray. Not, we don't think they're going to win the league anymore, do we? No. 
Danny Lewis get on today? Did Lewis play today? I just actually, oh, I must admit, I haven't spotted that one. This, there's not a lot of preparation. But what I will say is that Hive on Saturday have got a big old game because they go to Greenwich. Um, so you know, it's 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 going to be tough. That's going to be a very tough game. But the, the way Hive are playing, there's no reason why they can't go there. We'll run through Monday's other results as well. Ashford three, Faversham one. Um, Phoenix Sports nil, VCD three, an early kickoff. Ramsgate one, Sittingbourne one. And the game between Thamesmead and Shoreham was caught off. Um, and then Saturday, looking back at that quickly, Cray won at Chipstead. Um, Carshorton beat Faversham 2-1. It was Hastings 1, Phoenix Sports 1. Hyde, as we've already said, beat Lewis 2-0. Fantastic result. Ramsgate lost 2-1 at South Park. And Herne Bay were 3-2 winners at VCD. Um, you know, that, that league is, is, is still very tight. But you would say, you know, it's... It's just whether whoever finishes third can get enough points to get that points per game promotion place and then open up seventh place to the playoffs. Because I really hope that happens. Because you know there's still a possibility that Cray, if they can put a run together, can get that third place and finish it. It's going to be tough for them because they've only got four games left. You know, as most t- as as teams who've played every week should have. There's games in hand for people around them, but 82 points and they're fourth in the league. You know, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I love the. Um Devon Brostick South because you get teams to score shed loads of goals a lot of points it's always a tough competition it's, it, it's a goal if you want to see goals go and watch the Devon Brostick South do you know what funny enough last uh, the other week uh, for something to do I was looking for um, last year's league table I wanted to see where some of our Kent teams came this was when I was doing the, the script for last week's show the amount of teams last season who scored 100 goals yeah. was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it is a fantastic league. I've been to several games in it this season. I've seen goals everywhere I've been, apart from when I went to City Morning against Ashford, which was still probably the worst game I've seen in the, in the name of this podcast. But, you know, there are just goals, goals, goals. It was a, I think today uh, Hastings won 7-1 at East Grinstead. We had an 8-1 win the other week. They, 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 a 9-0, obviously, Craig against Ashford. Yeah. It's just goals galore. And a, well, century up for Ashford as well because they've conceded 101 mm. goals now. Um, they did win today against Faversham. Faversham must be thinking, Christ, this 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 season to end because it's, you know they've really had a really disappointing season. And I presume you know he scored 50 odd goals. And you think of that side, you know, the goals they've had scored previously. Just been a disappointing season for them. Ramsgate back up there as well. From an exciting point of view, it's just. Shame we've only got one, well, two Kent sides in there who can do it. Cray need to find some form, but at the moment, Hythe, you've just got to hope they carry on this decent run. Big games coming up for them. There certainly are. There's big game. I mean, there's big games all over the place all the time now. And, and you know, as we get to this this sort of stage of the season, you know, on Saturday we've got Fav- well, Faversham go to Guernsey on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> no, home- that's definitely nice for them. <laughs> home Bay at South Park on Thursday, which is probably just as uh, equal. And then Saturday, Grinstead against Phoenix Sports, Faversham against Thamesmead, Greenwich Borough against Hyde, Sittingbourne against Molesey, VCD against Cray, which is a big game, and Whiteleaf against Ashford. Um, and then Sunday Guernsey against Ramsgate, so uh, a lot of Kent teams heading over there. Um, and then so you think Guernsey are playing twice in two days? Job is it? Or is that no? They're playing Wednesday and Sunday. So oh, right. I th- it's just a scheduled game for Ramsgate. That, that sometimes they do play on Sundays over there. Funny. Lot. On the lash from Ramsgate Saturday night in Guernsey, or well, well if they can. You would think so, wouldn't you? And then midweek next week we've got uh, Greenwich Borough against Thamesmead and Herne Bay against what I believe is Carl Shorten, but my writing's terrible. You wouldn't believe I'm a journalist. Um, so bad is my handwriting. And that just leaves us um, with the Southern Counties East Premier League, where a lot of games have been called off um, over the weekend, and especially today, where the big game against uh, between Seven Oaks and Crowbar was called off at about quarter to two. Um, the people at Crowbar worked really hard to get that one on, um, but it, 
I think the torrential rain came and they kind of had no choice. Um, Southampton won seven 0 on Saturday against AFC Croydon, um, and then had that game called off. There's still so much to play. The games are racking up, especially for Crowborough. They've got, you know, someone posted Crowborough's fixture list a lot of Thursdays in there. I think they've got Whitstable next Thursday as well. I'm looking at the games that did go ahead today. Two 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 draws: AFC Croydon against Glebe and Beerstead against Canterbury. A couple of nil nil draws: Chatham against Rustall and Cray Valley against Corinthian. Tunbridge Wells won three two at Croydon. Uh, Deal won 6-3 against Rochester and Sheppey lost 2-1 at home to Hollands and Blair and what we should say while we're talking about the scaffold very quickly is congratulations to K-Sports who uh, secured promotion at the weekend from the Southern Counties East League Division 1 so they'll be in the Premier League next season that's the one near Gillingham is it? no Cobbdown in in Maystone oh right right. Um, and I have put a message into their social media PPO and hopefully we'll be able to get someone on the show next week from K-Sports but you know I think that's a very new project there and I think they're the sort of team you know that they've got some they've done very well this season I think they could push on next year. You know, they're they're the sort of team that probably other people maybe didn't want to come up. Is that if they got their own facilities? Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. That's one of the I think teams train around on those things. So well, another new side we'll look forward to get onto. Exactly. Um, the, the title race. I mean, not not much has happened there. You know, but as as we say, there's been no sort of games of the, of the big. The, the big ones, especially today, um, but there are some big games at the weekend which I have jotted down in my notebook here. Um, Seven Oaks are at home to Beckenham, is the big one. Um, and then next weekend, uh, next midweek, Crowborough, Seven Oaks, and Whitstable Town all play uh, as the battle goes on. But what we should say as well, while we're talking about the Southern Counties East League, is on Sunday is the Kent Senior Trophy final, uh, which is between Sheppey United and Whitstable Town. And over the past few weeks, as you'll probably know, I've been to Sheppey United and I've been to Whitstable Town. So you won't be surprised to hear that here comes a marvellously little packaged preview to the trophy. We'll hear from Ernie Batten of Sheppey United first, and then we'll hear from Scott Porter from Whitstable Town. That day at the Gallagher is going to be a really good day, isn't it? Well, we got a handful of players that were there two years ago when we when we beat Ashford in the final there and lifted the trophy. And I think it's a great day. You know, we'll have a we'll have a, a huge following um, and, and everything to play for. And, and you know, on that surface on the 3G, you know, we'll, if we can play our football and, and we don't make any errors, I, I, you know, I've got to stand there. I'm, I'm quite confident we can lift that trophy. People telling me you're going to be taking two coach loads of fans and, and then loads more making their own way. 400 people are saying to me, it just shows what a big club Sheppey are, doesn't it? I, I, I think so. I mean, it, I think it was a big shock two years ago because I think, you know, we broke the, the, the record for a Kent Reliance trophy final. I think it was nearly touching 1,900 and something from memory, um, which, you know, again, is, is unbelievable. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if there's a few more on top of that now if, for, for, this, for this occasion. And those players who obviously have had that experience of winning it a couple of years ago, they're going to be vital on the day, aren't they? Very much so, yeah, very much so. And it, and it goes back, you know, we, we've got we've got certain key players in the team and that, and we need them fit and, and, and well on the day to, to give us to give us a proper chance of, of lifting the trophy. And which of all, you've played them twice this season, one goal in those two games, so it could yeah. be a, a tight affair. You know how they're going to play. You know, they're quite direct, aren't they? But, yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's a challenge, but one that you surely will relish. We're absolutely looking forward to it. It's a great, it's a great tie for us to play Whitstable you know they're, 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 they're a good outfit you know Scott's he, he has his style of playing it's effective it's proven you know that he's, he, he's looking to get promotion this season they're in, they're in this final I think they're in one step away from the final of the cup so you know it works it works for him um, on our side on the 3G we get it down and play our football you know I, I I think I've got to stand a slight favourites in my in my book, you know. But there you go. I would say that, wouldn't I? <laughs> Just finally, how much would it win to you to to lift that trophy again? 
it would be fa- it would be unbelievable to, to to think that in three seasons we've got a promotion and we've attended three cup finals. You know, and if we win this one, to win two trophies in three seasons. And you know, I was reading a little article the other day about Beckenham Town, and, it, and I think in 2014. They, they won the Kent Reliance Trophy. It was the first silverware in 127 years. And yet we've attended three finals. We might pick up another one. We've already picked up one in three seasons. So it's a funny old game, football, but um, to have that success. And, of course, you get drunk on that success. The fans, you know, we get, we've had a bit of a bad run and the fans are dis- get, can get disgruntled. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. A cup final against Sheffield United, um, big game and, and one that you know everyone will be looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's you know, a nice venue. Uh, we got good supporters. They got good supporters, so it'll be vocal. Uh, and yeah, like I say, it, we're looking forward to it because you know, I don't know when the last time this team, this club, got to a cup final. Uh, so yeah, um, problem is you know no one talks about the, the, the runners up, so we definitely don't want to be that. And cup finals, you know, they're always, they're always a big day, aren't they? And I guess you want your players to keep their heads. Yeah, definitely. I always keep the lads level-headed, the lads, because we've we not won anything. You know, getting to a cup final, yeah, great. We've got to go and win it. So we keep our feet firm on the ground. We've got plenty of hard work to do to the rest of the season. We just keep working hard as, as much as we can. Um, Kent Senior Trophy is probably... It probably hasn't got quite the prestige that the Kent Senior Cup has in some quarters. But for me, I think this means more than the Kent Senior Cup will. Yeah, I think folks should have made Stoner in the final of the Kent Senior um, Cup, but it could be folks. You know, we know it's in a couple of weeks. Folks to be more interested in the playoffs. Maystone more probably more interested in staying up in the in the National League. But for these days, when you think that you know how excited the people of Sheppey are taking coach shows there, they've won the competition before. Expect a decent crowd at the Gallagher on uh, a Sunday. It probably means something. You know, it's very difficult. Some of these players have probably have never won a trophy before, so it's a big competition for them and. I'm sure the quality will be on show, and if you can, if you're a fan of Kent football, I'm sure you'll be there watching that game. Yes, and I will be there myself on uh, on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. I think, um, as you say, you know, there's going to be a good crowd in there. There's a lot of people saying they're neutrals. They're going to come up. You know, the Southern Counties East League. There is obviously rivalry between the teams, and that's great. But I think they do sort of all pull together, and I think that you know this is the kind of showpiece event for the teams in the Southern Counties East League. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. And, and do you know what, Matt? I can't actually call it. I think it's going to be a really tight cup final because you know I think yeah Whitstable are much higher in the league but Sheppey on their day are a very good side and as you heard in those interviews neither manager's taken either lightly but I think I, I, I really can't call it but I think it's going to be a really good game yeah the Sheppey sounding confident about it they've won the competition before Whitstable have bigged up all season thinking they're going to bring some trophy where maybe the title so again could, could be the thing that Whitstable need as well to carry on get that little bit of emphasis we know they had a good result against Seven Oaks the last couple of weeks so yeah some, some good players on show there John and I look forward to your scouting report as well after that well indeed we're looking, I'm very much looking forward to it as well and, and I'll tell you as we're wrapping up now um, what else I'm looking forward to next weekend is kind of on the back of this podcast I've been approached by uh, my local uh, voluntary radio station Sittingbourne FM and uh, on Saturday I will be on their sports show um, this is kind of going to be an ongoing thing which I'm really excited about um, obviously I'll be talking about Sittingbourne obviously I'll be talking about Sheppey um, there's also some Premier League involvement um, there's some reports come in from Premier League games and from 
uh, Gillingham as well. So you know, it's kind of a, a, a big sports show, and I'll certainly be I've been given carte blanche to mention the podcast and give us a little plug as well. Um, so if you're the kind of person who listens to the show just to listen to me, um, then I'd recommend it f- for you. It's a 106.9 FM uh, in Sittingbourne. You can also get it on things like Radio Player as well. It's two till six. Um, I don't know how it's going to go on Saturday. I'm, uh, but I'll probably be quite nervous when it comes round, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's not a rival to the Sports Hub, Matt, don't worry too much, but um, I am very much looking forward to it, and uh, I'll be talking about that cup final then and going to the cup final on Sunday as well. So I've got a nice footballing weekend, which I don't think my other half is too happy about. Well, and don't forget me when you win your first signing. <laughs> well, indeed. Um, right, so that is uh, about it for this week's show, um, episode 36, when all I will say about that is that that's a good age, isn't it? Um, we've now reached the point where uh, two gentlemen have now come up for the third cigarette in the time that we've been recording this um, so that would suggest that we've been here quite some time as does the timer that's in front of us now Matt um, but all I can say is you know thanks very much for, for popping out after a day out with the football and uh, thanks everyone for listening yeah I'm sure David can turn it around